all hello good afternoon you're all welcome to yet another webinar the yabo voice uh, the official voice of the federal neuropsychiatric hospital yabo lagos it's a pleasure to welcome you to this uh, webinar once again uh, the chief host and the medical director dr osi ogun is on ground to welcome us officially to this webinar you're welcome <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. This is our second webinar, part of our outreach program. We are speaking from Federal Neuropsychiatric Hospital, Yaba, Lagos. My name is Dr. Oluwayemi Oku. I'm the medical director of this great institution. The topic today is substance abuse and the pandemic, the intricacies and solutions. As we all know, COVID-19 was discovered in China in December 2019, and it became a pandemic within a very short period of time due to its high effectivity. The virulent nature of the virus has caused untoward challenges to healthcare and wider social structures. Among the vulnerable populations are our patients, those living with mental illness, and more especially those with substance use disorders. Before the pandemic, the United Nations Office on Drug and Crime, UNODC, 2018 report, revealed the past year prevalence of substance use among Nigerians aged 15, between 15 and 64, to be 14.4%, as against the global annual average of 5.6% among the same age group, meaning that in Nigeria, as compared to the, annual, the global annual average, we have twice, more than twice the proportion. At the Federal Neuropsychiatric Hospital, you have here, there has been an increase in the proportion of patients admitted for substance use-related disorder. In the first six months of this year, we had about 57.1% over total, compared to the same period of last year, which was 46.1%. The complications of COVID-19 on patients with mental disorder are enormous, and more especially with patients with substance use disorders impaired judgment and antisocial traits, which are common in patients with substance use disorders, will hinder the adherence of these patients to prevention practices. Among patients that smoke one substance or the other, the smoke substances tend to compromise the respiratory tracts, thus making the tract susceptible to the full leather effect of the virus. What about among injection drug users? These ones are exposed to various immune-compromising organisms. The virus itself can perpetuate its field virulence in these patients. Social support is very crucial for persons trying to recover from substance use disorders. And social isolation for them is a risk factor for relapse. Social and physical distancing are important prevention strategy in the treatment of COVID-19. 
Social and physical distancing are counterproductive for persons in recovery due to limited access to meetings of peer group, peer support groups, and other sources of social connections. Thus, recovery will also be uniquely challenged by the so-called social distancing measures. The aim of this outreach program is to broaden our knowledge on the effects of COVID-19, on substance use disorders prevention, treatment, and complications. Like I told you before, the topic for the outreach is titled Substance Abuse and the Pandemic, the Intricacies and Solutions. To do justice to the topic are two experts in the house. The first speaker, Ms. Moreni Keji Bukola-Alabi, is a mental health nurse and chief nursing officer in the Substance Use Disorders Treatment and Rehabilitation Unit of the hospital. She's a fellow of the West African College of Nursing. She's an internationally certified addiction professional with ICAP-1. The second speaker is Dr. Abayomi Moses Ojo, who is a consultant psychiatrist and the head of substance use disorders treatment and rehabilitation unit of this hospital, the Federal Neuropsychiatric Hospital, Yabali West. He is a fellow of National Postgraduate Medical College of Nigeria, a public health expert and a recipient of about all free fellowship in substance abuse education, prevention, and treatment. He, too, is an internationally certified addiction professional with ICAP-1. Ladies and gentlemen, please sit down and listen to our experts while I hand you over to our moderator, Mrs. Oluwakemi Akintoyeshi. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Ma. Um, the Chief Officer Medical Director, Dr. Ogundi, just gave us just a welcome. She also gave us valid information about substance. And she had told us the prevalence as well as the complication. I hope you're already taking note. I'm going to share an experience with you before we go into the topic of the day. And sometimes during the lockdown, I needed to do some bit of exercises. And then as I was doing, I think I, I did a bit over much of what I needed to do. And then I pulled a muzzle on my back. I started having this pain. I used paracetamol. It didn't work. So I thought to myself, what should I do? I took diclofenac. In my mind, I went to the chemist to buy diclofenac. I used the first day. And after 20 minutes of use, I started feeling as if I had done the whole walk in the whole day. I was feeling so sleepy. I lost control and I couldn't function. I slept, but thank God I woke up. The following day, because the pain was still there, and because I didn't even suspect anything, I went ahead, and then I took the same drug, and then I had the same effect, and I lost control of my movements and every other thing, and then it occurred to me, oh, it was the drug I took, and so I went to check the label, and guess what I found? I found that what I told was diclofenac wasn't actually diclofenac, it contained 100 milligrams of Tramadol. You know, I used 200 milligrams just to get an adequate effect of it. And that really knocked me out. And so you can understand what we are talking about today. People had talked about substance abuse and they have said it's a pandemic. 
but we are talking about a pandemic within a pandemic. And like the Chief Osa said, we have experts who will be talking to us today on this core topic. I'm going to on to Dr. Abayomi um, Ojo, who is going to start the discussion with us today on people living with substance use disorder in themselves. Before we now revert back, and then we'll take questions and comments. Please drop your questions and your comments in the chat box. We will attend to them as we go on. Thank you so much. Over to you, Dr. Abayomi Ojo. Thank you, Mrs. Kemi Akitoyeshe. I'm so glad to be here to discuss this topic, substance abuse and the COVID-19 pandemic, intricacies and solutions. We have been told that um, substance abuse has been a pandemic even before we had COVID-19 as uh, coming up as a pandemic too. And it has been said that substance abuse or people who use substances are a vulnerable group. We definitely we know about other vulnerable groups like uh, the aged, people who have underlying medical conditions. But another vulnerable group that people may have forgotten are people who use substances and even the mentally ill uh, group of people. Why are people who use substances, why are they vulnerable to COVID-19 infection? Generally, the, everybody faces the same risk in the general population I mean, regarding being infected with coronavirus. These people, people with substances are also in the general population, so this, they also face the same risk. Apart from this general risk, that, as, as, as you may call it, people who use drugs, they also have additional risk that predispose them to uh, being infected with corona, coronavirus. For example, they have some risky behaviors which emanates from their drug use habits. Drug use is usually done in the community, in a communal way. That means people sit around and they use drugs. And this is a, a very good uh, factor for spread of a uh, coronavirus. While they are using drugs, they also share tools. They, they, they share uh, wraps of cannabis, they share cigarettes, they, they share things, even the tools of drug use, they, they share together. Sometimes people even share needles for those people who, are inject, uh, who, who inject drugs. And these are things that could promote the spread of COVID-19 among this group of people. In the settings where they use drugs, they have a lot of factors that makes it so easy to spread COVID-19. There are usually multiple people there, so we have problem of overcrowding. And social restrictions, sometimes we, don't, we had a lockdown for about four weeks in Nigeria, for example. And during this time, people who use substances, they are at risk of relapse because they will not be able to assess treatment. And even when they use among themselves, the chances of overdose or intoxication is high because they may use alone instead of using in group. And that may be a problem to people who may have intoxication or overdose. 
Community support is very important for people who use drugs. But in terms of a pandemic like coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic, communal support may be difficult to um, achieve because of the issue of fiscal distancing. These are some of the problems that people who use drugs may have and that may predispose them to drug use, to, to COVID-19. What about the economic impact of COVID-19 on these people? With COVID-19 comes economic hardship. Many people have lost their jobs. Many people have reduced income. Many people are idle because maybe the organization they work for has been shut down. And this increases the risk of relapse among people who are in recovery for drug abuse. And even ordinarily, there is a very low level of access to treatment among drug users. The UNODC report of 2020 says that only one out of eight drug users can have access to treatment. And in terms of pandemic like COVID-19, this becomes even more difficult because health workers may be afraid to everyone may be afraid to kind of uh, offer treatment to them because sometimes features of intoxication, features of overdose, or even features of withdrawal syndrome can appear like COVID-19 symptoms. There is also a high level of physical and psychological mobility among people who use drugs, probably because of prolonged heavy use of drugs for a long time. In fact, we are talking about underlying medical condition. We can consider drug use disorders as an underlying medical condition, as well as an underlying psychiatric and psychological condition. There's high rate of pre-existing health problems among people who use drugs, like chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, asthma, tuberculosis, even HIV and AIDS, HIV and HIV AIDS, hepatitis, and all these other conditions can predispose people who use drugs to reduce or poor immune function that kind of expose, expose them to um, infection and even severe complications if they are infected with coronavirus. What's more, many drug users are marginalized and stigmatized. And because of this, they may not be able to access treatment and support from family members and friends may be absent. Let me pause here to allow our, my second speaker to say more about what are the problems that um, people who use drugs may have in this pandemic period. The moderator. Oh, thank you so much, um, Dr. Ojo. Um, Dr. Bayomi Ojo had been able to take us through the intricacies, especially when we talk about some of the problems that people who, who use psychoactive substance have. And it's huge if you had listened to him. Moving from sharing needles, the bonds that are about them, even the lockdown effect, and come to the issue of stigmatization. These are some of the core issues. All right, so the second speaker is going to talk to us about substance in itself. What are they, and how does it affect people? All right, so we're having Ms. Moreni Keji Alabi, who is going to talk to us on this second aspect of our topic of discussion today. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon once again. Pleasure to be in this webinar. I'm looking at some of the views on 
pandemic, substance abuse, as it is said to be the 21st century global phenomenon, habit that is highly problematic to the individuals and others. It is problematic to the individual because this individual is said to suffer great health challenges as a result of the consumption of this drug. It becomes problematic to others because the families, the friends, they have a lot of responsibility to shoulder in looking after his health care, while the community as large, including government properties, suffer a huge lot of issues because this individual under the influence of substance must have gone to commit one crime or the other, vandalizing government properties at one time or the other. Uh, this substance abuse is calling for urgent attention from each and every one of us because it is readily available all over. According to the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, the UNODC, about 35 million people are reported to suffer from drug use disorder and they require treatment. However, it is no longer a news that coronavirus has locked down everywhere, including the mighty nation of the world. This in turn created a social and physical distancing between substance use disorders and their significant others. I mean their families and their friends who have need to look after them, who need to do one thing or the other to get them into treatment. And as it is that we all know, this uh, lockdown, this pandemic has not actually affected a lot of people which make it impossible for these significant others to look after these individuals that are into drugs. And by so doing, they become, some of them become addicts, some of them become psychotic along the line. Substance use disorder is an illness that is more difficult to manage when someone feels isolated. And that is one implication of this pandemic because it is easier to manage these individuals who is, when is in contact socially, the friends, the families, even accessing treatment will be easier. But because of this pandemic, the individual feel boredom, they feel lonely, they will feel depressed, and by so doing, find himself back to the use of this substance. And not that alone, they even get other people into the use of these drugs. For now, COVID-19 has changed social interaction with others. A lot of people will have benefited for activities like what we are doing today, but they cannot access internet. They find it difficult to access treatment via virtual means because they prefer face-to-face -face socialization. Now, substance abuse and related COVID issues. Individuals with substance use disorder are at risk for population of contamination due to multiple factors attributed to their clinical, psychological, and psychosocial conditions. When an individual consumes alcohol, which is a depressant, or tramadol, an opioid, which also depresses the central system, when they take it in high dose, it alters their brainstem. I need us to understand the function of brainstem is to regulate our breathing pattern. And knowing fully well that this virus the coronavirus attack the respiratory organ mostly, leading to decreased oxygen in circulation. Another thing is when the individual that consumes nicotine 
that is commonly found in cigarettes, which is particularly dangerous because it constricts the blood vessels, which leads to pulmonary damage and hypertension. No wonder people with hypertension don't usually survive this coronavirus. Substance abuse leads to immunosuppression, which may increase susceptibility to coronavirus because the individual, they have poor general uh, health conditions. They live in area that is not hygiene. They don't even think of taking care of their personal hygiene. And by so doing, they reduce immunity, leads them to coronavirus. Poor nutrition is another thing. They don't feed well. As a matter of fact, the individual with substance abuse would rather prefer to take this substance rather than feeding himself. They don't even eat good food anyway, and poor nutrition gives room to immune comp compromise, and the individual comes down with coronavirus. Homelessness, some of them left home at tender age, and they live their life anyhow. By so doing, they are vulnerable to coronavirus. And sometimes when they find their way back home, during this lockdown, probably they don't have something to eat, and they are like, let me go home. Never, because they never knew they have contracted this coronavirus, due to its asymptomatic nature, they may infect their families and their friends whom they are going back to. Substance use disorder at high risk of coronavirus due to poor judgment, denial of reality of coronavirus. As we speak, a lot of people out there still believe that coronavirus does not exist. And I need us to understand that coronavirus is real and is existing. Day by day, we are having a lot of cases over the This individual that failed to believe, failed to comply with simple routine of preventing coronavirus, like regular hand washing, use of protective face mask when they are in the public place, washing their hands with soap under running water for at least 20 seconds, coughing into their Flex elbow or sneezing to their flex elbow. They find it difficult to do all this. Or cling to a tissue and discard immediately. By so doing, it will be easier for them to spread this coronavirus. They fail to maintain social distancing because when they have to use their drug, they prefer sharing with one another, not minding whether the individual is even having one problem or the other. And all this makes the individual to be susceptible. The implication of coronavirus in relation to substance abuse. People with addiction, they tend to suffer depression and anxiety. Mental health of all kinds. And by so doing, they have all this stress on them. And this stress makes them to think of, let me go and take something to lift me. And they return back to drug abuse. Such changes caused by this pandemic with traditional difficulty, you know, assessing treatment. Now there's lockdown. You can move between certain times or another time, or you can't even move between one location to the other. All of these make the individual feel, you know, I can't assess treatment, and they stay behind. They don't even think of going for treatment, and they relapse. Some of them even, you know, by the time they relapse, they cause a lot of issue in their community. Economic difficulties during this pandemic, as we know, a lot of their families and friends that have been supporting them financially no longer have good jobs. Some lost their 
businesses because of lockdown. And they don't even have enough to feed themselves, talkless of looking after someone that have to go and assess treatment. And by so doing, the individual has a lot of implication as a result of this. I need us to know that Yapa Voice is out to make treatment of substance use disorder easy, easily accessible, available, and avoidable to all, including the possible preventive measure during this pandemic period and even after. Thank, thank you very you much. so much for that um, wonderful delivery. Uh, it's, it's way beyond just talking about substance, but she had also been able to tie the link for us to begin to see the relationship between substance use as well as um, the pandemic in itself. Remember that I said that what we are talking about today is pandemic within a pandemic. And um, if you had joined earlier on, you will have heard Dr. Ojo talk about some of the intricacies, especially with people who have substance use disorder. We're going to go back to Dr. Abayomi Ojo, who is going to give us possible solutions to all of those things. Remember, the topic is still substance use and the pandemic, the intricacies as well as the solution. So we are not just going to be identifying the problems alone, but we are also going to be looking at what are the solutions. Over to you, Dr. Ojo. Thank you, Kemi. Uh, I'm back again to continue this discussion on a very important topic that we are discussing. Um, drug use disorders are of public health concern. COVID-19 pandemic has also become a great problem to the health institutions all over the world. Combined together, we can agree that the two disorders have constituted a very major public health problem globally. And because of this, we must find solutions to these intricacies that occur between drug use disorders and the COVID-19 pandemic. When we are talking about solutions, we usually talk about what, what can government do, what can health organizations do, what can family do, what, what can communities do to help these people, what can individuals do to help themselves. Now, I will, I will um, start with individuals. What can you do if you are a, a person that uses drug in this time of pandemic to ensure that you do not get yourself exposed to COVID-19 and constitute a problem to yourself. As individuals, the first thing you must identify is that you are part of a vulnerable group. Drug use disorders are underlying medical conditions, like I said before, and so you are a vulnerable group to having COVID-19 infection. And having known this, you must take steps to protect yourself and your extended family, and even the community where you live, so that you prevent exposure to this virus. I don't want to go through the same list that has been mentioned several times of the protocols that have been given by WHO in terms of uh, personal hygiene, wearing of face masks, use of sanitizers, social distancing. These are very important, and they become even more important for people who use drugs because they are, as, as you have said several times, they are a vulnerable group. 
However, I will mention some other things that I think individuals should do. A person that is using drugs should try during this pandemic to reduce, stop, or adopt a safe measure of use. This will prevent or reduce the risk of exposure to, to um, COVID-19. We know that when people use drugs, they are prone to some complications like withdrawal syndrome, intoxication, and overdose. And these are things that could also make their lives very complicated, particularly withdrawal syndrome and intoxication that can make healthcare workers to refuse to treat them as drug patients, maybe thinking that they actually have COVID-19 symptoms. Because some of these withdrawal syndrome our symptoms can actually present like COVID-19 symptoms. And when people have overdose, they actually present as, as, as somebody who has COVID-19 complication. They should avoid sharing cannabis joints, cigarettes when they are smoking with their um, friends, and they should also avoid sharing needles, other drug use equipment with other drug users. They should be aware of COVID-19 symptoms and present for testing and treatment as early as possible if they observe these symptoms. They should also seek and obtain treatment for any underlying condition that they may have. Like I said in the first part of my presentation, people who use drugs that are prone to having chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, they are prone to having asthma, cardiovascular diseases, which are, which are identified as major underlying conditions that predisposes people to having complicated cases of COVID-19 when they are infected. People who use drugs to seek and obtain early treatment for psychological impact of COVID-19. Many people have psychological impact of COVID-19, including people who use drugs. Things like fear, anxiety, depression, loneliness, especially during the time of uh, lockdown. Bereavement, if you lose a loved one. Complicated grief can also be a complication. That is um, from psychological complication. And stress due to the prolonged lockdown and the prolonged anxiety about whether one could be infected with corona, coronavirus. All these things also uh, apply to people who use drugs, and they should seek treatment early for this psychological impact. They should improve their nutrition and boost their immune system by eating balanced diets and using supplements like vitamin C and D to actually boost their immunity. Um, in during lockdown, many health organizations either reduced or even stopped some services. However, drug abuse treatment, I mean, uh, people who use drugs or people who are in treatment, they should continue to receive treatment either physically or virtually, or virtual treatments through telephone or internet or online treatments. They should take advantage of treatment services that have not been shut down during the coronavirus um, lockdown. They should stay. Now, um, I want to talk about the role of the family in, this, um, in, the, in solving this problem. Family is very important in treatment of people with drugs because this provides support for them and they make them to stay in treatment. Family members should stay in contact with people who are struggling with drug use problems, particularly during the pandemic. You know, People say, oh, social distancing, don't be close to people. But people, the family should not abandon their, their, their family members during this time. 
they must, they must ensure that the same contact with the email address to telephone or through other means to ensure that they, uh, they receive required support, which sometimes may be just emotional and psychological support that they may require. Family members must act, actively participate in engaging and providing social support for people who use drugs, particularly during the COVID-19 pandemic. They should support them to seek, get, get access, and receive treatment. And particularly important, stay in treatment during the COVID-19 pandemic, when access to treatment may be reduced due to certain factors. Some of them, they may also they have a problem of funding so that they may not be able to access treatment. Family members must come in to make sure that they assess treatment during the pandemic. They should maintain social support and social relationship with them so that they can alleviate psychological impact of COVID-19 on them. And they should ensure that lines of communication remain open for people who, who use drugs during the lockdown. Utilizing technology. Drugs. Because many at times they require to know what is the state of treatment or recovery of these patients. And they should provide resources as food, shelter, and fund that are required to sustain recovery during a pandemic like COVID 19. What about the community? What, what could they do? The community is very important in the issue of um, drug abuse, even before the, the COVID. 19 came. However, they become even more important with COVID-19 coming because government cannot provide all the facilities that are required to alleviate the problem of people who use drugs. So communities should come together to provide information to these people. They should design and disseminate reader-friendly messages through posters and flyers that are focused on safer drug use, need to reduce drug use, and COVID-19 preventive measures. Provide information about symptoms of COVID-19, provide information about risk of drug use during COVID-19 pandemic, provide basic needs of food items, clothing, and even business supplement for these people, provide shelters for the homeless, and other resources that are needed like running water, hand wash, soap, sanitizer can be provided by the community to help people who use drugs. They should provide accessible counseling services for the people by working with organizations like um, our hospital so that counselors can go to the community. They should ensure that people who use drugs are not stigmatized, marginalized, or discriminated against. Aggressive screening and testing and isolation of people who use drugs. People who are in police custody and correctional homes and the homeless must get screening and testing and early treatment. They should, they should do advocacy with uh, the, law, the criminal justice system to decongest detention facilities in their community, releasing the elderly, the severely ill, and the people, people who use drugs who have just less serious crimes who are in detention. They should also assist them to gain access to treatment. But more importantly, I must say that they should provide vocational services for them, particularly the youth in their community, to engage in acquisition of skills in a safe environment while also maintaining safety protocols. They should discourage formation of drug joints where people gather together to use drugs 
and break down all drug networks in their community. Where these joints are existing, they should dismantle them and work with the, the, the law enforcement agents to make sure that networks of drugs are removed from their, from their community. And recreational facilities are very important. People should be able to engage in reasonable activities and productive activities while they are on lockdown. I will stop here so that I can ask, I mean, allow questions from our audience. Thank you very much. All right, thank you so much, um, Dr. Abayo Miojo. He has given us quite a lot of information on the solution. Yes, he was able to tell us that, yes, this if pandemic has a lot of effects on people. Yes, loss, loneliness, fear, anxiety, and these are some of the things that make people use substance. But more importantly, is that everyone, you heard me right, and that was part of what he said, everyone has a role to play. So it's not just the individual now, the family has a responsibility and everyone in the community too has a role to play if we are going to be able to deal with this pandemic. Um, we would go on, but before we start taking comments, yes, please remember that um, questions are allowed in the chat box, comments are allowed, we would read them out and then we'll be able to um, move on or further explain on some of those things that are not so clear to to us. So please drop your questions or your comments in the chat box and then we will take it up. I have seen one from um, Mrs. Alida Ajayi. We will take that as soon as I asked Dr. Ojo this uh, question. For people who use substance or abuse substance now, or we can say somebody who has substance use disorder, can we say what are the signs that you see? What are those key signs? So that some people at home will be able to know that that is a problem. So we will just not say, oh, it's not a problem. But it's a problem. What are the key signs that would actually tell you that this person has substance use um, disorder or is abusing substance? Well, um, in answering the question from Mrs. Ajayi, I would say that it depends on who is observing and where the observation is being made. You know, people use drugs majorly in the community, at home, at workplace, in, the, in schools. So it depends on who is observing, because what you observe at home may be, be different from what you observe uh, in school. The behavior you observe in school may be different from the one you observe when the individual is in the community. So, but let me just use the example of home, because that is where everything starts from. People who are using drugs, they, when, when, you, when you observe them, what are the things that you see that makes you, make, make you to know that this person is using drugs? We know there's a difference between people who use drugs and people who actually have drug use disorders. When people have drug use disorders, that means that they are having complicated or complications of drug use already. But people who use drugs, there are so many people who use drugs that they may not have developed the complications yet. But I always believe that when you continue, you may eventually develop the complications. So let me start with people who use drugs. For people who use drugs, you see the paraphernalia of drug use. You can see half-smoked cigarettes, half-smoked wrap of India hemp, matches on their, I mean, in their pockets, bottles of drinks in their bedroom, and if you look very well around the individual, you see features of drug use all around them. They are also likely to behave 
in very strange manner. For example, staying in the toilet for too long may be a, a, a sign that somebody may be on, on drug because because staying in the toilet, probably using the using drug in the toilets so that they want to hide away from people. And as they as they get to the level of becoming uh, I mean, having complications, they may start having disorganized lifestyle, lack of personal hygiene, lack of focus on other things that the normal. On this, um, uh, yeah, so that I can, I, I can allow more, more questions. All right, thank you so much, Dr. Ojo. He has been able to tell us that there are some paraphernalias, some hard behaviors, are things that you would most likely see in people who use substance or who abuse. And so, please, you must open your eyes to all of that. But then there's a question here, and that is that sometimes people just use drugs if they use it once in a while. Like I was using that um, diclofenac that has, you know, tramadol. Can I get addicted? Um, we want to ask um, Ms. Moreni Keji Alabitu. If I use it once in a while, substance once in a while, alcohol once in a while, can I still get addicted? Thank you, my moderator. Yes, we are looking at can somebody get addicted even though he used once in a while. Before somebody gets to the stage of addiction, there are stages to follow. These uh, drug abuse that we are saying, they are in stages. As you can, as many that can declare themselves that have not been using any drug, I've not abused anyone, which I think we may not find anyone in our society. Because if you are not going to get uh, cannabis, for instance, to smoke, except if you don't pass through some areas in Lagos or in Nigeria, that you will not be a passive smoker. Even when we talk of prescribed medication, there are stages you get to day by day, an individual may become addicted. Take, for instance, there's a stage called experimental stage. This is a stage of recreation. The individual just wants to try it out, probably being pressurized by friends or just saying, I saw people doing something, let me try it out. At that stage, the individual may not become addicted. If the individual will not stop, it becomes an occasional user. Occasional user will just look at it and say, after all, I've been taking it and nothing happened. So let me continue. And that is how they progress to a stage that we call regular use, intensified use. This is another critical stage. At this stage, the individual is not minding whose God is hot, provided he has something to take, be it tramadol, be it alcohol, be it codeine, be it whatever. First people will begin to fail in their businesses. The individual would rather use the monument for business to do this drug. The individual may go as far as borrowing money. That is a stage. And when the individual cannot get checked 
cannot get somebody to help him to stop, then the individual progresses to a stage of addiction. I think you can understand what I'm saying. So when you talk of you are using it occasionally, it's a matter of you, you know, progressing. The individual may get addicted. And what makes the individual progressive? Allow me to quickly go to the part of brain that this substance is likely to affect. When you talk of limbic system, limbic system is the reward mechanism in the body. And inside this limbic system is a neurotransmitter called dopamine. This dopamine, the more you use this substance, the more you use up your dopamine. And for you to get the same pleasurable feeling at the beginning of, you, of trying out the substance, you need to double the dose. Think you are understanding, Mima. You need to double the dose. And while you double the dose, gradually, the individual will progress to this stage of addiction. So I need you to believe with me that it is possible for one to get addicted. All right, thank, thank you. you so much. She had given us a whole lecture, yes, on that particular thing. Yes, you can start with recreational use, but before you know it, it moves down, down, down. So you must be careful. What you're using just one of today might become a major problem tomorrow. All right, Dr. Ojo, quickly, I have a question here in the chat box that says, a lot of students are home now who take solace in marijuana because of its affordability and the feel-good effect. How can we help these students? for as long as they stay at home. In one minute, I want you to take that because we have lots of questions in the chat box this afternoon. Well, thank you. I think it is clear that when students are idle, or they, are, they have less to do, particularly during lockdown when they are not in school, they find something else to do probably something that uh, catches their fancy. Most times, friends will come and they introduce them to drugs, even if they have not been using drugs before. And the solution is just for, 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 for parents, particularly, to engage their children during this lockdown. We know we have many, many schools having online uh, teaching, and the student, I mean, parents are also expected to also engage their children engage them in um, uh, uh, their school activities, engage them in sport activities, just get them occupied, and that will make them to look away from offer of uh, drug use. I believe that with um, schools getting reopened now, some of this problem will be resolved. But more importantly, again, is for parents to be observant because like any other disease or any other disorder, early detection, early detection of uh, use of drugs is very important so that it can be nipped in the bud. Thank you. All right, thank you so much, Dr. Joe. What he has said is engage them. We have lots of questions in the chat box. I'm going to read another one. So I want um, Ms. Boreni Kejalabi to take this. Um, taking too much intake of coffee and milk and then it's becoming an addiction. He said, can it be detrimental to an individual's health? Please, I want you to take that in one minute, please. Coffee and then milk, and then that person is already addicted to it. Does it have any effect on the health? Thank you very much. We are talking of addiction. Once the person feels he's getting addicted, so it's addictive to the individual, and he or she needs to stop immediately. 
that's a very quick one. So please take note. Once you are addicted, you are addicted, then you need to work on it. Dr. Joe, somebody says, thank you for a beautiful presentation, that you mentioned destroying of places where the substances are being sold as part of the solution. But now he's saying, I see outside boys now honking without knowing the effect. So it's not even just being sold in the shop, but then there, it's been hawked. What can we do to curtail this? Uh, it, it's very clear. If we've, I said if you work with a law enforcement agent, you can always dismantle any network of drug use, whether it's a, a stable one or a, a mobile uh, network or joints. We know we, we see these people selling this thing all over um, our streets, our parks, even in schools. So if we are ready, communities can work with law enforcement, uh, enforcement agents to stop these people from parading themselves around our streets. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Jojo. That's where the community works. You and I both have effort and responsibility in doing that. Okay, so another question here, um, Nozalabi, is um, the fact that Moniki and Kaufo Bam, somebody say, can I be addicted to that? Yes or no? Aboliki and comfort bam. It is possible because it is inhaling. People have different things that they get addicted to. And mind you, addiction is not limited to uh, all these substances that people smoke or what they ingest. Some even to the extent of body cream. Because one of the roots of uh, this substance is what we call topical, and that is our body. So it is possible that one gets addicted to anything. And once you notice that something is becoming often that you have to use repeatedly, uh, we can say the person is, you know, becoming compulsive with that thing, and you need to help yourself by desisting. All from right, it. thank you so much, thank Ma. Um, General Pulate, thank you for your comment, sir. And that is to say this is an excellent presentation, as well as the fact that we included alcohol as a substance use. And that people who use alcohol are people who actually spread this COVID virus as much as possible. So we appreciate the fact that you wrote this insert and also the need to be able to identify and focus on people like this. Thank you. That's also noted. And I know people who are here, too. And also taking note of that. Um, Dr. Ojo, please, is it at the onset of the COVID uh, pandemic, it's observed that people resorted to self-medication um, as a preventive measure against um, COVID-19. People were using um, various types of substances, drugs, because they felt that's what is going to help them. It's now asking, what's the relationship between self-medication and substance abuse in relation to the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, uh, let me quickly make um, an additional comment on what, the, what General Oplater said now. One of the things that we have noticed during COVID-19 pandemic is that people tend to use drugs that are available to them. And with the lockdown, the issue of adulterated drugs, particularly alcohol, has been reported in many parts of the world. Particularly, I mean, when you have impurities like methanol in them, alcohol, Many people have died as a result. So during lockdown, people are likely to get adulterated 
drugs, which may, I mean, in, in, I mean increase complications that may, that may arise from drug abuse. I'm talking about self-medication and drug abuse. Self-medication is a form of irrational use of drugs, and it could lead to drug abuse because when you self-medicate, that means that you are treating yourself without being um, without prescription, without being uh, without uh, the counsel of a medical practitioner. And the process you may get addicted. It's not every self-medication case that leads to uh, addiction. But in cases of um, when, when, when you self-medicate with addictive drugs like benzodiazepines or opioids like a tramadol and pentazosine, you are likely to fall into addiction because these are very addictive drugs. I'm talking about agoniki and some other things causing addiction. I, I want us to remember that mostly addiction usually, usually concerns psychoactive drugs. Those are drugs that actually act on the, the brain. And that is where addiction comes in. And one we should ask the, the, the person that asked the questions, I mean the question, how does he use this abuniki? Some people use drugs in a very strange way. I've seen people who say that they sniffed alaboku, the, the padre uh, analgesic that we all know. So how do you use these drugs depends on how whether you'll be addicted to it or not. Thank you. All right, thank you so much, sir. He had also been able to reiterate on the abonniki, but more importantly, how do you use it? So if you use it through other form, aside from what it's meant to be used for, then that might be um, a major problem for you. And also, yes, the self-medication. I shared my story earlier on where we started the webinar, how I went to buy without any prescription, and then the repercussion effect of me as an individual. I had to stop because I knew the implication. So many people would not be able to stop. You see on the road, uh, people have different joints now where you just go home and then, you know what they call it in the Yoruba language is arepo. They buy different types, different drugs they use, and then it makes them feel energized. But what they don't know is that they are causing a lot of damage, both physical and psychological. All right, so we will be rounding up shortly. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, Miss Moreni Kejalabi to share a thought, a closing thought with us on this um, topic of discourse in, in two minutes. Over to you, Ma. Okay, but we're sorry about that. There's a bit of technical issue here. I think um, the network is bad. Okay, so I'm going to go over to Dr. Ojo to share his thought with us on this um, topic of discourse um, in two minutes. Yeah, thank you, Kemi. We, everybody agrees that drug use disorders are very dangerous set of disorders that claim many lives annually and globally. We also know that COVID-19 has claimed so many lives. Over 600,000 people have died globally. And about 1,000 people have died in Nigeria. When you now have the combination of these 
coming together, particularly in our country where we have witnessed increase in the prevalence and incidence of drug abuse, even before COVID came, it now becomes a double jeopardy. And it calls for, it calls for a concerted effort between, I mean, among every stakeholder, including the individuals themselves, to develop insights into this problem and how drug use has become even more complicated in this era of COVID-19. And we need to improve and escalate our efforts in combating drug abuse, just like we have tried to combat COVID-19. We should put more effort in combating drug abuse because it may be a way of aggravating the complications that could arise from drug from the COVID-19 when people in the community have a ready-made source or sources of infection. As long as people come together, we have been told that COVID-19 has come to stay with us. When people come together to, to use drugs, that is a very good, a, a very uh, major way through which they can actually spread COVID-19 continuously. Thank you. All right, thank you so much, Dr. Um, Ojo. All right, the person with the maboniki um, says, I put it in, um, I put it in water, and then maybe I use, um, I can, I put it in a bowl of hot water and inhale it, and then, and then I use it to rub my nose intermittently. Initially, it used to be very painful, but not anymore. I enjoyed the feeling, but I'm worried I'm becoming dependent on it. Doctor, you quickly attend to that, please. Like I said, that is an inhalation. The person is using it through a very, a very different route uh, compared to what the majority of the general population use. They usually rub it on their body for pain relief. But when you inhale a drug like that, then you have different effects. You know, we have inhalants as a drug of abuse, like a volatile substances, shoe polish, gum, and etc. So aerosols, they, can't, they, they go into the brain. And I, I must warn this person that it has been said, it has been reported that this kind of substance, when you inhale them, they tend to have adverse effects on the brain, even shrinking the brain to a small size. So that person must actually stop this practice as soon as possible. All right, thank you, Dr. Joe. I hope this person who sent that question here has understood that. It's an, you are using it as an inhaler. It means by also the effect um, on you now. All right, so, um, Ms. Moroni KG Alabi, please, can we just have your closing thoughts in two minutes? Thank you very much. Uh, like I said earlier, this period that we are is a period that each and every one of us have to be on guard. We don't have to self-medicate to the point that it will become detrimental to our health. We don't have to allow so much fear because of our coronavirus. A lot of people are depressed already, and they have to depend on one substance or the other to live their life. We just have to follow the normal routine of preventing the spread of coronavirus. If we are able to follow all this simple routine and we still caution by, by the mercy of God, we'll be free from coronavirus and will not get addicted to any form of substance. We won't add more to the problem on ground. 
knowing fully where the economy this time around is not friendly with anyone. So please, let's be on the lookout. Let's observe the normal precaution and we'll all be fine. Thank you very much from Yaba Voice. All right, thank you so much. It's been wonderful having you here on this webinar today. On behalf of the chief host and the medical director, Dr. Osiogo Outzid, thank you for finding time to join us. But please also know that we are on the social media platform. On the Instagram, it's Yabo Voice. On the Twitter, we are Yabo Voice. On Twitter, we are Yabo Voice, capital letter, joined together. On Instagram, we are Yabo Voice, small letter, still joined together. And on Facebook, we are Yabo Voice, two different words, Yabo and Voice. Please like our page, follow us, share our articles. You don't know, you might be saving somebody's life. You might be helping somebody deal with their health problems. But what we have particular about is that we are, we are informing the general public and we are giving them sound and quality education about mental health. So please feel free to connect with us in any of those platforms. We are glad to attend to you. And then in the next two weeks, we'll also be having another webinar by the grace of God. So until then, thank you from Yabba Voice. We appreciate you. Thanks for being here today. I still remain your moderator and then the assistant chief also the medical director. Bye-bye.